0: Good morning. morning. It's good to be with you. I have been with you in Zoom, in spirit, and in prayer, but as Deborah Harry would say, it's good to see you in the flesh. Do you believe in God? That's actually a Question for philosophy. The biblical question would be, what God do you believe in? Or to put it in more contemporary language, what are you ultimately concerned about? What value or principles do you serve or fear the most? That is your God. And that is the question that Joshua put before the people of Israel at Shechem. Choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. The local gods... Of Canaan were fertility gods. They cared nothing for justice, they only demanded sacrifice, even the sacrifice of children for the sake of the prosperity they promised through abundant harvests and the multiplication of flocks and herds. Israel's God was the Lord a God of compassion and justice who had heard the cry of his people under their oppressors and who brought us and our ancestors up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. More than sacrifice, the Lord demanded justice, kindness, and humility which extended even to strangers, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. Joshua was a general. He fought the battle of Jericho and was about to invade Canaan and to take possession of the promised land. And so he gathered all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He knew that the campaign he was about to begin would be the hardest Israel had ever undertaken. He knew they would be contending not just with the armies of the Amorites, but with their gods. Israel's entrance into the promised land would bring about a clash of cultures and values. And so before the battle began, He made them choose which God they would serve. Jesus, too, presented his disciples with a choice. As we've heard over the last several weeks, Jesus told his disciples not to labor for the bread that perishes, but for the bread that endures to eternal life. He told them that he is the bread of life. He told them that those who eat my flesh and drink my blood will live forever. And today, because many had turned back, he put the choice starkly before them. Do you wish to go away also? Choose. Whom will you serve? Who is God to you? What God do you believe in? Will you choose to labor for the bread that perishes or for the bread that endures to eternal life? And we are gathered here today because we have said with Peter, To whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. But it will not be easy for us either. Jesus sends us into the world as lambs among wolves. For us, too, our struggle is not against the enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers against authorities, against the cosmic powers of the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And so, we must be ready for spiritual warfare. We must take up the whole armor of God and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, put on the breastplate of righteousness, as shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Our weapons are both defensive and offensive. Faith is our shield which defends us from the lightning arrows of the evil one. The sword of the spirit is the word of God, which as the letter to the Hebrew says is sharper than any two-edged sword. And with it we are able to cut through the deceptions and lies of the false gods we encounter. You know... At first, I was troubled that truth was only a belt, not a weapon. Maybe because I watched hundreds of after-school episodes of Superman, (laughs) using his superpowers to fight for truth, justice, and the American way. But then I realized A belt holds up your pants. It doesn't matter if you have a shield in one hand and a sword in the other if your pants are down around your ankles. (laughs) Unless we are girded with truth, we will be exposed, vulnerable, embarrassed, and defenseless against the lies, distortions, and disinformation of the enemy. And we need the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation to protect us from the blows of the foe. For we are saved by grace and our cause must be just, no matter how strong our faith or sharp our words. But indeed, because we are saved, we must, as Paul says, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We must run the race. We must fight the good fight. We must have on our combat boots or whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. You know, We in our generation, young and old alike, face challenges of historic, ethical, and even global consequence, which will demand of us the strongest faith and the most discerning spirit. But before we can ready ourselves for the battles of our time, before we can lace up our boots, Before we can strap on our breastplate and helmet, before we can take up our sword and shield, we must be girded with truth. And so we must come here to partake of Jesus, to eat his flesh, to drink his blood, to feed on him in our hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We come to him because we have nowhere else to go, because he has the words of eternal life, because he is the bread of life. We come to him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. We come to him because we have come to believe that he and to know that he is the Holy One of God. We know that others have other concerns, other values, other gods. But we have made our choice. Let the world serve what gods it will. As for me and my house, We will serve the Lord.